Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And uh, today, uh, this is a big, big, huge day. Uh, so it's an okay day. We're going to be talking about the X on the Beach season two reunion. Um, I don't know. It was okay. We'll get to that in a little bit. Nick, uh, we you missed our new tag. Oh, oh, that's right. We watch this trash because you don't have to. But you can if you want to. And you'll probably want to, I think. I think. Although after that little introduction I gave for the thing that we watched today, <laughs> maybe not. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of things to say about the X on the Beach reunion. Um, we also have some listener questions about Temptation Island that we will be getting to. Great. Uh, but first, let's uh, talk about why, I don't know why, I guess this podcast is a little later than it normally is. Mm-hmm. Tell uh, those folks what you did. <laughs> uh, I What I did was uh, last night WrestleMania was on. So I, I sat on my couch and watched WrestleMania for like... I. Over six hours. Guys, it was was so much WrestleMania. (laughs) It was so long. So long, in fact, that I had to take breaks. And the first break I took was like after about two hours of WrestleMania, I went and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to just let this thing catch up a little bit and I'll have I'll have a little room to speed through if I pause it now. Speed through the commercials. Well, just not the commercials because it's a pay-per-view event, but it's more of like speeding through like the in-between parts. Oh. So I went and I watched uh, Real Housewives of New York. Are you kidding me? See, Ashley doesn't know that. She was waiting for me to say the one that she knows. That's right. I took two breaks of through WrestleMania Why to watch are... hour-long <laughs> hour long, uh, reality shows. Why are you even watching WrestleMania if you're going to fast forward <laughs> through it? No, there are spots in between matches in which they're showing packages, which is like, um, for those of you who've never worked in television, uh, basically like something to catch, you know, the little videos they use to catch you up on what you're about to see just in case you didn't see Last week on. Yeah, basically a last week on or what's been going on in this wrestling feud to what led us to this WrestleMania match. Interesting. Um, So there's, I mean, in a six hour event, there's probably about an hour's worth of that. And uh, so I knew I'd be able to catch up with live, and I did eventually. But yes, I did stop to watch the latest episode of Real Housewives of New York, and then you came in here, and I did stop later to watch the part two of X on the Beach that we had to catch up on. So during my WrestleMania, I watched two one-hour-long reality TV shows. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Listen, the consuming is out of this world. Nick, uh, you consume with such a die-hard, um, res- like... You, you, it's responsibility. It's a responsibility to you. You take it seriously. It's a job. Like I was asking you before we started the podcast, why don't you just fast forward through some of the matches you don't care about on WrestleMania? And you were like, I have to watch them because they will sync up with the podcast that I have to listen to. I mean, you're spending hours consuming content. What's that like? (laughs) You know what that's like. You live with me. It's painstaking. Babe, we have to change our lives, okay? <laughs> you, we both have to change our lives. I'm listening to too many podcasts about wellness. I'm on my Twitter feed well, 24-7. Listen, I mean, just to sort of explain, like, I enjoy, I do a podcast. I enjoy podcasts. I like our podcast. It's the only podcast I want to listen to. Li- I've literally never heard it. Um, so what I like to do is I like to watch things and then I love when there's a podcast that's like a recap. It's kind of like what we do y'all, uh, on uh, Thursdays, you, you know, this Thursday you can catch our recap for, uh, the latest challenge episode. I enjoy that 
because it's like, ooh, I don't have any friends that watch this stuff, but wait a minute. Yes, I do. Flip on those podcasts. So it's tough to keep up with it all if you don't watch the things the week of or the day of because now there's like a bunch of podcasts you have to catch up on and then the queue gets so long and overwhelming that you're like oh my god I might as well just jump off the roof I don't have enough time Jesus Christ I was having a personal conversation with a dear friend and she we were talking about we were comparing notes on TV usage she doesn't watch any TV at all then she was asking me about like what TV I watch and what YouTube I watch and what podcasts I listen to. I was laying it out for her, my weekly schedule. She was in shock. She was like, that is so much content. And and what does this person do for a living? Comedian. And and how are they aware of the world? What are they drawing there? That's a great fucking question. Yeah. So like that's my problem is like when I'm not watching certain things that a bunch of people are watching or just things that make me happy or I have nothing to com- uh, comment on. They read books. On. They read a lot of books. Oh, great. So you, how many jokes does this person have about the brothers Karamazov? <laughs> All right. Like, I mean, come on. I, it, it, it's like, you know, you got to watch the Oscars because you got to make a joke about the Oscars. I mean, it's the business we're in. I don't now, make sure, jokes about anything. I don't either. Really. That it's observational <laughs> or pop either. culture. Well, see, I just to go back to my thing here is I love a commentary track. I think I just figured it out. I, when I was a kid and like DVDs started coming out with Blu-ray. special features, pre even pre-Blu-ray, um, you would be able to uh, – there must be kids out there that have never thrown on a DVD before who listen to us. There must be. It, it's just law of averages. So to that kid, back in the day you had a DVD. There was like a little – you had your remote. You could go to special features, and one of the special features would be a commentary track on the movie that you just bought or maybe even the TV show. And that would be with, like, the actors or the directors. And, like, they would watch along with you and make comments on it. And I loved those. Like, I would buy DVDs even if I didn't love the movie that much just because I wanted to hear the commentary from the director, the writers, the actors. You want the inside scoop. I do. But I also like to hear people who are involved in something talk about something. And I'm realizing I consume a little bit of that in, in a lot of my lives. These podcasts that recap, you know, wrestling or honestly, I listen to I read comic books and I immediately go and I try to see if like the writer of the comic book has been on a podcast talking about that. Like I want to hear their insights and really the most annoying and I guess garbagey. I don't know. They're all annoying and garbagey, but I may have mentioned this before on the podcast i am a diehard fan of battle rap as well um written battle rap thank you very much that you can find on youtube and there is a series called watch along watches where oh my god you actually love this. watches me watch i will i watch a youtube video of three guys watching a rap battle and talking over it while it happens often a battle that i have already seen before did so. you love mystery science theater no i didn't Why? i didn't like it, it i don't like have the you would. i liked all the i liked all of the interstitial stuff yeah the sketchy stuff that was happening i don't have the patience or the interest in old bad sci-fi movies it just doesn't do it for uh, me it doesn't hold your attention no so it's like I I love the idea of people talking over stuff and doing that and I and those guys are funny and I like it but I could never I've never sat through a full mystery science theater ever because I'm 
bored by the subject matter. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not that interested in like bad sci-fi and and old sci-fi and stuff like that. Now, I also consume Did you a like lot. it? Did you watch it? I didn't have cable. So oh, I, I liked okay. it because it was on Comedy Central. It was. So no, I, no, but it was, on other, it, was, it was on other channels too. And what about, did you ever watch it when it's on Netflix? I remember it being on Comedy Central when I was like a young a, yes, a kid. Yes, the comedy channel actually. Yeah, and I, I, I remember watching it and it being like a treat that I like to watch. But who knows if it was actually available to me if I would have watched it or I not. I think you would have because you ended up being comedian yeah so you like funny things that's what i know and also you're like a star trek fan i you love sci-fi like, you like sci-fi and you like yeah you don't just like good sci-fi i like bad sci-fi you too. like uh any sort of um you know space drama i think mm -hmm. and uh th and i think you would have really liked it you should maybe go and try to watch one i'd watch one with you if you want i applied to be a writer on, on the, the on the reboot mm -hmm. yeah i sent in a bunch of articles about star trek and i did not get the job <laughs> it was that what was required of you to apply to be a writer there it, they wanted um just like basic writing samples it wasn't even you didn't do a packet so usually if you're applying for a writing job on television you get like a formula that they want you to fill out like write 10 monologue jokes or write a sketch but this was just like send in writing samples and i had a i have actual published articles on star trek so i sent that in where were they published um on mind hut which was a uh website for like teenage boys <laughs> to um i don't know why i giggled when i said that <laughs> i think i'm, boys. Em I'm em <laughs> embarrassed by my own demographic um to it was like a, a a website for geeks and then it got absorbed by spark life which is the subset of spark notes boy oh boy it just gets deeper and deeper folks ow are you okay? Yeah, I just rolled on my wrist. All right, so that's a seamless transition to, to bring us into our next little topic Wait, I have here. something I want to say. No, it's over I now. because I Once say. there's an audible owl on the podcast, uh, so Ashley is just broke. She's just a broken person at this at this moment. I'm having time. a really hard year, you guys. Like really hard. I I I sprained my wrist in the beginning of the year. It has never fully healed. Um, I keep going back to the doctor, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's sprained. I don't know. You got to do some." Well, I had a sprained wrist. It took maybe six months to a year to heal. Like, <sighs> and I felt it uh, two years later. Like, you know, I would move around. I'd go, "Oh, there it is." Like, you forget about it, and it comes back. And now, years and years later, I would say maybe four or five, I don't have that problem anymore. It's so infuriating because last week I, I popped out my old banjo, plucking away at the banjo. And then I had to stop because it was my wrist was hurting in the morning. It hurts the most in the morning. Um, so my wrist is freaking fractured. I mean, sprained, whatever. Who knows? I got an x-ray and MRI and he keeps being like, it's sprained. I'm like, how is that possible? It's got to be broken. Not to mention you've had a cold for, well, I don't know, a year. Like, I <laughs> I mean, you're, like you, you, you have been under the weather for a while. I know. And then I, I'm like actually now dealing with depression and I'm like, why am I so depressed? And it's like, I've been sick for weeks. Um, lots of theories on why I've been sick. I, my All my theories go back to the vape. Oh, yeah. I got to stop Ashley vaping. Vapes. I got to stop vaping. Uh, well, listen, we're trying to get it together here. We don't know if we ever will. Um, I got to catch up on some sleep, but there just seems to be more and more podcasts. How are you guys doing? Yes, yeah, I mean, what's your April like? <laughs> are you guys like thriving or are you just 
just holding on for dear life, waiting for summer. Can we talk about one thing before we move on? To I our have main another subject? thing I want to talk about. Okay, is it is it related to the last thing we talked yes. about? Then you go. Okay, so I also consume a bunch of YouTube videos. Like Nick and I are both watching YouTube videos. We're watching uh, reality shows. We're listening to podcasts. Hey, wait! Don't tell everything. That's it. Those oh. are the three things. Oh, okay. Um, I have two things I want to talk about, Nick. So you just have to strap in and get ready for that. Okay, Jip. Jap, strap, boop, beep. You guys, he's doing an act out of seatbelts. He's doing an act (laughs) out of multiple seatbelts. I... You, I had a rel- like a revelation yesterday or yet last week with you, Nick, which is Nick and I were watching some show and there was a break in between. Oh, we were watching basketball for March Madness. And so during halftime, we were like, well, we'll watch a YouTube video together. We got 20 minutes. And then when we would go to watch Nick's YouTube videos, they were all the ones that we could pull from were like informative, interesting, like little mini docs. And then it was my time to choose a YouTube video. I would put on a YouTube video and it's just like this woman talking to the camera about her skincare or something okay so if you want to put moisturizer on the back of your hand i think you should apply it like this and i realized i'm just watching a bunch of bum ass content i feel like i've been tricked into youtube videos you just watch people talk about skin products and journaling but here's the thing do you anymore i kind of have fallen that was off about the a journal. year plus ago yeah it's all about makeup it started with makeup, and now it's just really about moisturizer, y'all, and like, <laughs> and like SPF. Like it's it's a lot of SPF. It's a talk. lot of sunscreen talk. Yeah, it, it's wild. I have to. I'm gonna cut it out of my diet for a while. I want to get back into the journaling videos. You know, journaling sort of went mainstream, and it didn't feel as special to me yeah, anymore. No I, no, I hear you. I hear you. And then the other thing I want to talk about is that um, you're talking about the special features on DVDs. Well, this week, for the first time in my ever freaking life i saw my new favorite movie the karate kid and we hey, saw Ash, yeah that's what i was going to talk about oh just really to let you know nick we're yeah. on the same page mm-hmm. we, we should did... really plan beforehand but we also did see it together we so, saw it together yeah. we saw it last week it's uh the 35th uh year anniversary so it was playing in um the union square uh manhattan theater regal theater and I was really pumped. I've never seen it before. I wanted to watch it. We get there. And Nick, tell these fine folks what happened. So we get there. We're very excited. Um, I thought it would be packed. No one in there. Uh, only a couple, like 15 couple people. people. Got good seats. Lots of goofy down. dudes. Um, got some sna- Did you get snacks? I forgot. Uh, we both got drinks. Both I got, got drinks. a Diet Coke and you got a seltzer. Yeah. So we played it cool as far as the snacks go. Sitting down, I hadn't seen the movie in full in a very long time. Of course, I've seen clips, and I had seen it as a kid tons of times. So when Ashley called me while I was at work, and she was like, hey, this is happening. Would you go? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we go there. The move. The movie starts. We're very excited. It is what – it's called a fathom event. That is who's putting on this showing. Like, it's – it's This something, anniversary special. It's an anniversary special. Fathom Events does, like, special things in, like, Regal movie theaters. Does so. it just happen in New York or is it all over know. the country? I don't know. It may just happen in Regal theaters. I really don't know. But this is a Fathom event. Didn't cost us any more money. But what they did do, because it was the 35th anniversary, was essentially show us some special features before the film <laughs> started. And it was a mini documentary – with the principal cast of characters showing the best scenes of the movie. 
Spoiler alerts ahead, by the way. I mean, uh, spoiler alerts, uh, they don't warn you at all. I know. I'm sitting there. We're watching the special features. I'm like, okay, so he kisses the girl. Okay, so he wins the match. Okay, so he does a crane kick. (laughs) I'm like, Ashley, go in the lobby. Go in the lobby. I'm like you're. It's ruining every exciting moment of this entire movie. It, it, right before you watch the movie, yeah, it was crazy. Assuming as if no one has ever is ever going to be seeing Karate Kid for the first time ever again. Like, it, it, no, it's going to happen. What if I was? I had a a, a son who is eight years old, and it's like. Oh, he wants to see the Karate Kid, and I bring him in. Or how about if I have a, I don't know, girlfriend who's eight years old, and uh, I bring her. But it was it was crazy. So Ashley had to run to the, the into the lobby, and then I texted her to let her know that. Like it was ten back minutes on. later, I was like waiting in the lobby for a while. Ten minutes later, then you came back, and they ruined like two more scenes, and then they yeah. started. Like it wasn't even over. They ruined two more scenes because they showed the the trailer to the YouTube show Cobra Kai, the and, Cobra Kai YouTube show. Yeah, and it was like that. Which now is it. another thing on our queue that we gotta watch we have to watch it guys but um you guys if you haven't seen the karate kid like check it out it was a really good movie you're a big fan i'm a big fan i'm gonna watch all of them now yeah i enjoyed watching it it was um not too long it held up it was it's still cheesy in the right ways the music is perfect and honestly if you're gonna find a movie of like a redemption of somebody who's been having their ass kicked the entire time this is that movie I love things that hold up we're also watching King of the Hill we started that for the first time and that's from like 1996 you googled yeah, something it something like that yeah and it's still funny oh yeah I had never I had never watched that show yeah. and I didn't realize that it was funny like that I yeah. had thought I wrote it off a little bit um, and, and then I started watching it and it's like oh wait a minute this show's like actually funny like yeah. really good jokes and all that stuff but the Karate Kid was great I mean um I, uh, this is just for Ashley, but you know, as you guys know, or maybe you don't, Ashley and I teach kids stand up on the weekends. Um, and there's a kid in our class that, uh, I mentioned to her, I was like, oh my God, he looks like Danny LaRusso. And, uh, I, and you were like, oh yeah, I guess so. He does. I told him this weekend and he was like, yeah, a lot of people tell me that all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Cause you really do look like him. Wow. Um, good for you and your feathered hair. How did he feel about that? And his, and his like Brooklyn accent. You know yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, can't get a gauge on him these days. Don't know what's up with him. I think he's, I think what this kid's problem is, is he stays up all night and plays video games. Oh, God, it's ruining a generation. (laughs) Yeah, it's happening on all all ends of the spectrum, folks. Um, Okay, that seems like enough. Yeah. Why don't we break here? We'll break here. We'll come back. We'll come back. And I don't know, when we break, why don't you guys just binge the two parts of the X on the Beach reunion so we can talk about it and we can... This is like your commentary track, bros. Basically. And base. So um, when we come back, we're going to talk about X on the Beach, part one and two, the reunion. See you in a sec. We are back, folks. Um, okay, so what we're going to do here is talk about X on the Beach, the reunion. And uh, afterwards, we're going to do um, some, uh, what do you, What would you say, going back and talking a little bit about... Uh, Temptation Island. Yeah, and questions that we got for... Yeah, we got a couple stuff. of talking points from a listener, and yeah. I, I think they're worth going over. Okay, cool. So let's start with X on the Beach. Ash, um, 
What are your initial thoughts on the reunion as a whole? My initial thoughts on the reunion as a whole is that I do not like MTV reunions. I do not know why their format fails, but every time I watch an MTV reunion, it feels so produced. It feels so um, cheesy and fake. And like it just it, it does not reflect on the season as a whole in a good way. Like you get some sort of satisfaction out of the housewife reunion that I will never understand because I am not getting that from challenge reunions. So why do you think the challenge reunion or the MTV reunions, why are they leaving me so empty? I don't get it. Um, I think you were, you sort of hit it on the head with uh, the production of it is kind of strange. It seems really synthetic. Um, the editing is, off it's you know choppy it's choppy no, the it, reaction it, it, shots seem strange and like um they're really trying to fit things in but there is a glaring glaring problem with the reunions how they do it these days is it the host it's the host yeah i mean justina valentine she's doing the best that she can i mean I, give it, I, honestly it's not a, it's not enough Honestly, she did an incredible job for someone that has nothing to do with this show. Has nothing to do with this show, and I'll... I mean, I've, I've been out of that place. I don't think they're going to hire me back. Um, I, so the same You're talking about MTV. Yeah, so, so the same people who do these reunions uh, did the show that I wrote on for about a year, which was the reboot of the TRL show. It, we got kind of changed into doing the after shows and the reunions. I was there in the casting process helping cast who the hosts might be and when they started bringing justina in because justina is now like their main person they go to to host the after shows like they'll pair her with somebody from the show yeah she's in-house talent she's in-house talent she is um she does wild and out that's where she kind of made her bones she's pretty good at that um i will say that she was polarizing in the room really people a lot of the I would say, let's say the lot, a lot of the women of color in the in the room did not like Justina, mm. um, because of how she portrays herself. Uh, let's just say she is a very very white person who, let's just say, talks with some sort of patois, some sort of an accent. Um, what would you call it, Ash? I'm appropriation. Try- I'm, yes, there's appropriation going on. That seems to be her kind of gimmick. Um, she is kind of like that. She is like Justina from the block, I guess you could say, where it's I don't think she's necessarily putting it on at this point. But I would say that there was a lot of people that weren't really interested in it. And the people that were are the people who make the decisions who came from the love and hip hop. Mm. So the people who were uh, putting love and hip hop on the air and making that a very popular show came over and started trying to do that with the reality shows on MTV. And that's who's running the reality shows at MTV. So if you go and look at a love and hip hop reunion and you look at these reunions, you can see some stylistic. um, Their 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 styles are kind of the same, except for the fact that love and hip hop, it the whole show is built in a way that these reunions make sense. And for something like X on the Beach or the Challenge, they don't. Yeah. it's just a different style thing. And I mean, 
let's say didn't I I think the Miz is a breath of fresh air when compare it to these two dopes because it's not just Justina so Justina is also paired up with Romeo worst host of all time of any show I've ever watched the the, the <laughs> real issue and this is what I would clamor about is like it seemed like the people on the show never watched the show yeah and when you go and see who I think is the master of these reunions Andy Cohen and his franchise of The Real Housewives, he's, he's, seen, it. he's seen every second of every show. Yeah. And when he's asking a question, it seems like it's coming from him. Yeah. When during this reunion, especially when Romeo, even though he was there and Justina, who was not, was asking a question, it was either they were literally reading off of a prompter. Or they were they read off of a card, tried to do their best to memorize that sentence, and then said, Nelson, how do you think Angela feels after seeing that? Like, it, it is so robotic. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like they know or care, really. Mm-hmm. And it shows. It really is just, there can be a, just a slicker way of doing things. And honestly, it's about rehearsal. It's about having these people see every bit of this show and it's about hiring it. Nick Maritato to host these shows. Andy, when he yes, he goes to the cards, but that's when he's like, um, you know, uh, Darlene one, two, three, um, ask a question through Twitter and wants to know so and so when you did so and so ABCD, why did you do ABC? You know, and it's like, OK, you can go into reading mode when you're reading something that you're is not supposed to be your own words. Right. When it is your own words. You got to be a little slicker about it. And yeah, there are points when Andy's like, coming up, did I see a something, something, pun, pun, pun? Well, we'll find out when we come back. And yes, that feels like copy. They feel, but there's a moment in which he breaks away from that and he's like, I noticed you did that. Why did you do that? You know, well, he asked the right question in his own voice. Yes. I think you hit the nail on the head, which is like a follow up question that comes from a place of someone who has knowledge about the past events. So like when Darlene will be like, I or whoever says something like answers him and is like, I didn't do that. I didn't throw that mojito on her face at the in Cabo. Then Andy can look at her and be like, you did. And we all know it. OK, we saw it. We he did. We just saw the clip like. Like, yeah, he answers things. I think he has something to do with the production of it. Also, I mean, they keep that audience in there for hours and hours and hours and hours. Which audience? The in I'm the talking MTV? MTV audience. Yeah. Hours and hours and hours. They also haven't seen the whole show. They record this before the show is over. Another thing with The Real Housewives is they don't have the audience. Okay, they're not playing to like some reaction shot thing. Where Why it's like, do they have cut an to somebody audience? going? Oh, it's like they didn't do that in real time. They were bored and they're tired. They got that all out of the way in the beginning of the show, the reaction shots, and now they just sit there for kind of some laughs and then cutaways. It looks really, really bad. It looks fake. It looks cookie cutter. It's not entertaining. It's Why like, do they have an audience? Why? Did this ever come up? They want it to feel like youthful because it's MTV and it's like, oh, it's cool. It's like TRL. Like the kids are watching. This is like the fans. You're right there next to the fans. Fan service. It, it just does not work for me. I don't know how well this show does on, on, on ratings wise. So I don't know if they care or they don't. I do know that the same people that I worked with, like these same people that were the production people and the producers and the direct, I don't know about directing, but the EP 
and I think the directors and the network person in charge, they are all doing this. This these are the people that are I know every cast of I know every character involved in this entire production. It's they don't get it. They miss the mark. They're 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 servicing ma- they're 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 serving masters that they don't agree with. It, it's like uh, it's it's being run by like one to two people who are pretty. They're old. They're older people. There. It's a man who's like in his early forties, um, who's at the top, and then the one who's really making the creative decisions ultimately is a woman in her mid fifties. And yes, they have success with other things, but that's stuff for older dem older demo shit like and this might be doing well i don't know we're older than the demo i think than sh- that should be watching this show you basically but... are just describing television it <laughs> feels like yes it. but like they get it right in other ways like, yeah other shows get the re- get the reunions right and i, I don't want to go off on on the whole this any longer really we should just talk about what we actually saw yeah and the content but i i needed to say that it's hard to watch these things the way that they're made. I agree 100%. And I have watched old challenge reunions going back, you know, let's say like 10, 10 to 15 seasons ago. And those reunions were good. And I don't know what changed. And I, I'm going to get to the bottom of it, you guys. I'm going to read some papers. I'm going to write some letters. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So first off right off the bat my initial reaction upon viewing the first um part of the x on the beach season two finale is that freaking angela and janelle are wearing the same outfit oh my god has this ever happened before how embarrassing for both of them i feel for them how did this happen I know that they picked their own outfits, but they didn't bring a backup one. Also, it was a very cute outfit. I will be wearing it very soon. So did, they never even brought this up on the show. Never mentioned it once, which is upsetting. It should be discussed. I mean, that sucks for both of them. They both look so cute. It was a very cute outfit. It's if a, this was Real Housewives, they would have talked about it. It's a see-through sequined like jumper, and I want to wear it. Um So that's my first thought. My second thought about the first part is that Nicole is barely in it because she gets in a fight with Chad and maybe the first 15 minutes she hits him or she hits a producer. She She, hits him. She's got to stop hitting people. She's weird. She's kind of whack, huh? I like her so I like much, her, but it's like it's. But like, then she hits people. She keeps hitting people. I mean, the amount of times I've seen this season where she's like lashes out, hits somebody, and then like immediately is sitting down with somebody, being like, "I am wrong. I shouldn't have done that." Yeah, I need yeah. to stop doing things like that. That is like you are a head case, bro. Like you need to reel it in, not be on TV for a while. It really sucks. It sucks because I like Nicole. I think she's funny. I enjoy her on these shows. I enjoyed her on the challenge. I'm enjoying her on X on the beach. But then she gets in a physical altercation. And it's like you can do a physical altercation for the show um, in the sense of like Angela, for example, you know, Angela has been in some physical altercations, but we all know that that's just the magic of reality television. When Nicole is getting in physical altercation, it seems like there is a deep, untreated uh, issue happening with her. And what were they actually fighting over? Like, I know it was just like the relationship gone wrong, mm-hmm. but like, why did he she jump up and hit him? He was saying that he that she was cheating on him or he was I I don't I everyone here in this situation is wrong. And that is the only thing the only thing I walked away from the X on the Beach finale, both parts 
uh, was that everybody's wrong. Everybody's cheating on each other. And it's impossible to know what's going on. What's the point of the finale if there's no truth coming out of it? You know what I mean? What's the point of the reunion? I mean, and, and it even goes even deeper because so like at least like in the in the reunion, we got to see like all of these happy couples for the most part are not happy couples anymore. Yeah. Robin Jose. Come on. Done. I mean, I mean, really, it's everybody. And then the one thing was that Janelle and Darian, Darian. Uh-huh. are, oh, they did make it out of the house. And then midway through the second episode of the reunion, uh, the uh, that goofy announcer pipes in and goes, oh, by the way, if you think that they were still together, they're not. Shortly after this reunion commenced, we, uh, they, Janelle found out that Darian had hooked up with another girl. And it's like, Oh, so even that relationship didn't work out. And then at the end, not to go right to the end, but at the end, like Romeo was like, I can't believe I did it. I got I got this couple together like we this show made sense because we we got a bunch of couples that love each other. And it's like, who, who Angela and Nelson? Angela's being a maniac right now. And uh, yeah, we got to get to that in a second. But look, I have something to tell you that's going to fucking blow your mind. Nick, are you ready for this? Is that is this the right time to tell me or will it come up more naturally? No, this is the right time. Let's do it. Okay, so you're talking about how Darian and Janelle, they were a couple on this reunion. Then we got the goofy-ass announcers telling us they broke up with a little cartoon visual of a heart breaking and then an X going over the heart. Yeah. I am not sure about this because I have not done my due diligence, but I am 90% sure that Darian hooked up with a girl during a staying relevant taping son of a bitch and that is the reason why there's no footage because he tried to destroy the footage it is him who attacked whatever he attacked e-money and his hard drive he attacked the hard drive whoa now that's not confirmed that's not confirmed but that is i have a very strong lead on that who's telling you these things reddit (laughs) (laughs) um so basically on the first episode we see that nicole and chad uh, get into it and then we also find out that um philly rob who we love and jose are no longer together jose i i i've i've done a complete 180 on jose i i don't like him anymore i'm sorry can't get enough. Thought I thought he was not, great on the reunion. I did not like him getting up in Rob's face. He was acting like a violent person. He was acting violent, but the way that Rob was reacting to him, I, I and this is what I said in the moment, and yeah, okay, I'm giving Jose the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I shouldn't. I just love him so much. He's like my favorite MTV star at the moment. Um, Are you talking about on all platforms? Yeah. You love him more than Dave Vaughn? Mm, yeah. What? He's more entertaining to me. He's so funny, and I like, I love his attitude. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I do uh, also he, like he's got, Jose. He's got but... reaction shots for days, and when he was, when they were, so what happens here is we find out that fucking Rob and Jose, of course, are not together. What do you mean, of course? I thought they were going to make it. No, no, like, I'm disappointed in it, because, and I'm saying of course because it all fell apart, every oh, single okay. one of these. Re- gotcha. So it's like... It's like, okay, so we find out what happened. We don't really know. So basically, I think the story is, like, as soon as they leave here, like, Jose wanted, like, a full-on commitment from Rob, and Rob wasn't going to give him a full-on commitment. So Jose just was like, you know, I, I, you know, uh, fuck you, Rob, basically. Uh, And maybe, oh, no. So what they pin it on is the episode on the show 
where barbecue sauce Excuse even me. more disgusting even more disgusting when like they're having their like animal pajama party on x on the beach and jose is like shmammered like the most hammered you could possibly be he's like dressed like a bear like on a, a countertop and and this is around the one or two episodes where we start to see uh jose and rob together and what their dynamic is and it's raw it's jose bossing rob around yeah and like telling him to make him dinner and like get it and so he's like get me a drink rob goes to the kitchen to get him a drink while jose is like in his drunk corner and while that's happening rob does licks barbecue sauce off of morgan uh-huh off her boob Cleavage. Off the top of her boob. It was nothing. And it's disgusting barbecue sauce. And on the other end of it was um, Dee Dee. Yeah. And they both do it off of Morgan. Really like maybe doesn't even move the scale on craziness that happens in this house. And then later, because Jose sees the footage and at the reunion is saying like, you know, I asked Rob, you said you were supposed to get me this drink and you're putting your mouth on one on another person. He's like, I don't give a shit if it's a girl or a guy. You're not going to put your mouth on anybody and like really took it to heart. And Rob was like, yeah, I'm, I guess that's what I did. OK, I'm not going to be told I'm, I'm my own man. I'm and everybody do what I at do. the reuni- reunion is like, yeah, that's really wrong. Jose's like, right. What? DeAndre's like, I already apologized. Yeah. And I'm like, what They're is like, happening? Everybody knows that Jose holds holds weight. Jose's got weight. Is that what's yeah, happening? Jose's got clout. And a lot of these folks are like trying to not be on his bad side. So they're sucking up to him. So then they bring out a lie detector test. Okay, that was this is my biggest issue with this freaking reunion is this whack ass lie detector test. Who believes this lie detector test? Why are they acting like the lie detector test is anything besides a carnival trick? It's goofy. So it, and it's basically like do you love me blah blah blah. I don't even remember what they're asking. Did you cheat on Did me? Did you cheat on me? So during this lie detector test like Rob is like being so chill through the whole thing because like Boston is it Boston or Philly Philly Rob Boston Rob is a uh, Philly (laughs) I know but Boston Rob is a survivor guy oh okay I keep forgetting so Philly Rob is so chill and and his whole thing is like listen I'm happy we went through this because like I needed to know like we've been like had it like a relationship for like 10 years that were like was up in the air and I needed to know so that's great and Jose's being way more dramatic than that. And so they sit down for this lie detector test. Who cares what is asked? But during that, Jose kind of gets up and starts getting in Rob's face. Like, who'd you cheat on me with, bitch? And I'm like, this is this is behavior is violent and it's aggressive. And I do not like it. Get out of Philly Rob's face. I love him. And Rob was sitting there like, hmm, um, well, if you're going to act like a child, like, you know, being very cool. And from there, I started to realize, okay, from what I saw in the house with with Jose, from what I'm seeing now with Jose, Jose's probably not a great person to be in a romantic relationship with. No. I don't think he's physically abusive. I do think he's verbally abusive. I think that he throws tantrums. Yeah. And Rob never looked as if Jose was going to touch him because I don't think Jose touches you. I think Jose will not shut the fuck up for like a week <laughs> i think you're every room you walk into and he's there and he's mad at you he's giving you those jose eyes and you're like okay here we go and he's gonna go off on me and i think he does that forever and ever and i think that's gonna be his problem so you could see him in the house like when he's off on something it's just like it's almost as if not the world just goes away and it's just him talking and yelling like the dude can 
talk and he can argue. And so I think that's what was he throws tantrums. You know what I mean? And so it's not mature. It's not it's not necessarily, I don't know, uh, the best situation, but nah. You know, I don't think there's abuse going on in the Rob Jose situation. I, I, I didn't write want, I didn't write Jose off because of it. I don't want Jose to intimidate Rob. That's all. I just want I want Rob to be taken care of. I also like that we learned uh, my favorite part of this reunion is when Rob is talking about what he does besides uh, be on television shows, and we learn that he gives massages in the nude. He's in the nude. Okay, so then there's that aspect. And then there is something, I don't know exactly how this comes about, but basically Rob is saying, like, and they're like, on your Instagram bio, it says that you're a, a, a you know, a, I don't remember what it says, but then he goes, I also do some graphic design. What was that in relation to, Nick? Oh, no, I think it was, I think he did say an escort, like you're yeah. an internet escort. And he's like, I'm not an internet escort. And he's like, but yeah, I do do graphic design. Yeah, like, um, I do a little graphic design. Yeah. It was just a really great line. Anyway, so that's one relationship down the tubes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chad and um, what's her name? So, Nicole, Nicole that brings us down to... the tubes. Jose, Rob, down the tubes. Um, Pharaoh was a big part of the first part of this uh, reunion, which is kind of shocking because she wasn't really on the show. It didn't feel like she also like didn't have any romance with anybody or didn't look like she was trying at all. What's Although we did point? see a clip later of her and Corey Brooks going on like a picnic date, yeah. which she says was the worst date she's ever been on. Yeah, she's awful. I hate her. I sorry, you hate her. Hate her. I think she's terrible. I think she needs to open up and and like st- if she wants to be on this type of television, she wants to get away from her franchise and actually start being on some other shows she's got to like play the game a little bit and the game is like you're on x on the beach like maybe don't act awful to every single guy on the show like don't be you know try and find some sort of x situation they only stuck her on the show because she's got some sort of name on that network she didn't have any there was no chance of her having any sort of romantic connection. She didn't try. Nobody even asked her. None of her interviews were about it. It was just like, oh, she's different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's her on the ex show, came like, back and she refused to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, and it was like they threw him off in like a half hour. And yeah. yeah, he didn't seem like the coolest dude in the world. But like, then bring a cooler dude on the show. Like, yeah. Or have some sort of... Like, that's why a lot of these like fake ass like Twitter relationships that get brought on the show. It's like, OK, well, there is some merit there because we do know who both the parties are. And it's like, oh, we have a storyline that we can create. Like, who is this Simon guy? Who cares? Like, yeah. And she I kind of liked Simon. I didn't. I thought he was terrible. Oh, um, not not made for television. Get him off my TV. Uh, and I just don't I don't like I, I just don't like her. Her attitude is shitty. Um, you know, she's like, I enjoy, I like Norris and I like Deandra and it's like, she hates them. And, you know, for, it seems like for no reason at all, you know, um, cause she's just taking up for other people who have storylines on the show. It was so forced. Get her out of here. She sticks out like a sore thumb. She, her, she, she, her plastic surgery <laughs> makes her look like a sore thumb. She's, oh, come on. Uh, she's tough to look at. She, I thought she looked the best on this reunion than she, like she a, did all season. She looks like a dinosaur. Sorry. What? Her face looks rept, reptilic. 
Um, Nick, and, you never talk about females I know, appearance. She, I don't like her. I don't like her at all. I think she's good for some sound bites. Like when her ex, Sam, was saying, like, there's two sides to Farah, And she's like, I think I have more than two sides. She's good oh, for oh, little oh, quips. Oh, 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 oh. I don't give a fuck. Wow. I don't like her. I've never seen anyone get under your skin like this. Don't like her. So that brings us to um, Corey Brooks and then Morgan and Jay. Jay. And this, they they went back and forth on them on the first part of the finale. And then also it's the second part of the finale starts with a Morgan lie detector test. um, Because they're only going to give us one lie detector test per episode. At least that's what they said at the end of the first one. So this, um, this Morgan. J, Corey Brooks, Johnny Bananas. Is this a triangle? Is it a square? Is it is it square? I don't I don't know. Morgan left the show to get more potassium. Yeah. I, I don't need that line anymore, folks. Yeah. Um Johnny Bananas is kind of the star of this. I know. Reunion. Johnny gets involved in so many little things. He's little not crevices. even on the show. I know, it's crazy. I'm not interested By in... the way, put his ass on the show. Put his ass, get him off the challenge. Put his ass on X on the Beach next season. That's an idea. Angela, Morgan, how many other women that could possibly be on this show? Mm, a couple. Nani. A couple. Yeah. A couple. Put Nani on there. He hooked up with Ashley Mitchell. You put these people on the show. I want more I want more challenging people on the show. Now you can have Nelson and Johnny Bananas in the same show together again. They hate each other. This is good stuff. I want it. I want I I don't we're not I don't I'm done with Johnny on the challenge, but I'm not done with Johnny on MTV. I don't want to see his dating show. Don't give me some scripted ass bullshit. I want to see him get involved in the drama like he was where he's like stuck in a situation with people who he doesn't like and vice versa. And then let's see it happen. And honestly, he screws like a woman a season. That's on the show who make who there are so many options for him. Natalie, throw Natalie on this show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can do it. We can do it. Get Johnny on X on the beach. That's my that is my that's the soapbox I'm on right now. Um, Another thing is that Maddie Chad's ex had like a couple. Maddie and Chatty Daddy. Maddie had like a couple appearances on the reunion. Um, do not like this girl nah. at all. Nah, not and at it, all. it seemed pretty clear to me that no one likes her. It doesn't seem like anyone likes Chad really either. Um, Chad looks like he's gone off the deep end. Honestly. Chad did not look did not look well. Maddie was just like again a little spiteful biatch. Okay, I'll say it. I'll say it. She's um, accusing Nicole of coming after her on social media. I don't buy it for a second. And Deandra is like, Deandra is doing, Deandra, why is Deandra all of a sudden the patron saint of MTV reality shows for me? I find her to be such a redeemable person. I'm happy when she's there. She's standing up for Nicole on the reunion. Maybe Deandra is just getting a great edit, but she also seems to be authentically herself. Well, no, no. She has room to do that because she has no other storyline. Yeah, that's true. She needs to get her ass in there. Yeah. Get so your ass in the mix. She's standing up for Nicole. She's like, that didn't. that's not the way that happened at all. You shouldn't be talking about her. She's not on stage to defend herself. You're twisting the truth. It seemed like Jose was also standing up for Nicole. Um, and it seems like really the biggest losers of the reunion are Chad and Maddie. Um, that brings us to part two. Really, we already discussed the Morgan J lie detector. Um, now, I... 
I don't like Jay. You like Jay. I didn't. I don't really like Jay. Were but you just I liked, saying that to bother I, me? Yeah, yeah. But I liked it was Jay working. last night. I liked Jay last night, though. It was working. I hated Jay last night. Um, because I did like the, just the pettiness that was happening between Jay and Morgan. I enjoyed that. I liked when Jay f- was like, yeah, bring the lie detector Bring it out. on. Bring it on. He kept <laughs> yeah. doing this thing with his hand. Hook her up. Hook her, Hook her up. up. Yeah. Um, and then when she's being like lie detectored up, like she under her breath, like looks over at Jay and is like, don't ever talk to me again. Yeah. Like basically like you're doing this to me, like pretty sure... And then she even says, like, you know, backstage, like, where is the energy that you had backstage? Because it's way different now. Uh, you were like, oh, I'm going to needle you. It's cool. We're good. And, like, out here, all of a sudden, you're actually mad. And so that whole um, argument is based on the fact that I guess as soon as they leave the house, um, they leave the house together, Jay and Morgan. As a couple. Um, um, Morgan has to immediately go home and pack up to leave for the challenge. She's got like three days. So um, Jay helps her. While they're on the challenge, if you guys have watched the beginning of this challenge season. War of uh, the World. Johnny Bananas and Morgan were partners. And then after they get kicked off, it's uh, it turns out that they she was going to go traveling. They this, did a little tra- They did a little they island did hopping. Some, they did some traveling together. And uh, Jay... I guess was informed about this, but maybe they break up before she goes or after. We don't know. We do know that Morgan denies hooking up with Johnny, denies having sex with Johnny, denies being in a relationship with Johnny, denies be, uh, cheating on Jay. Um, Jay doesn't believe it. They bring the lie detector test out. Morgan starts to sweat. She is sweating. She right doesn't now. look she good. She does not look like she wants to be hooked up. She looks like she's pissed, like over it. Um, that's when she basically tells Jay, don't ever talk to me again under her breath. Then they hit her with those same line of questioning. Hey, did you cheat on uh, Jay with Johnny before? In the challenge house. In the challenge house. She says, no, the test says she's not telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, did you uh, hook up with Johnny before you broke up with Jay? She says, no. The lie detector says she's not telling the truth. Um, the next question is, did, do you still have feelings for Jay? Did you have sex with Johnny Bananas? She says, no. Uh, the lie detector says you're not telling the truth. Oh, I didn't know that. And I then don't finally, remember that one. Uh, do you still have uh, feelings for Jay? She says, no. The lie detector says she's not telling the truth. And that's why the lie detector is whack, because who could have feelings for Jay? Oh, I think you like Jay. I might like Jay. (laughs) (laughs) I might like Jay. Anyway, so that was that saga. They are not together anymore. Next. Nelson and Angela. This Um, one is odd. Yeah. Nelson is strange. Angela is weird. You know, my relationship to Nelson has changed and evolved over the years of him being on the challenge. And the more I see the romantic side of Nelson... The more I lose interest in him as a challenge competitor, mm. I like him when he is not wrapped up in some sort of romance where he's please Ch- Nelson for the past two or three seasons of whatever show he's been on has been. Um, in a situation where he is pleading with the female to believe him that he hasn't cheated on her. And that is, um, I I feel like there's more to Nelson than that storyline. Before, Nelson had these amazing 
arcs of male friendship that we got to watch and like personal redemption stories. And now it's just him begging Kaylee to believe him that he didn't cuddle with Natalie when she was out of the house and begging Angela to believe him that he wasn't hooking up with some girl who's DMing her. I, 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 I don't want Nelson to be ruined for me, um, but it's encroaching on that. And Angela is odd. I don't know what she's doing. She swings back and forth from these just explosive arguments where she's screaming at someone and shaking her ass at Farah to these crying, I've never been hurt this bad by anyone in my life uh, situations. I don't know what's real. And both of them seem like they're putting something on for the show. Okay, so... Break it down, Nick. Angela, and I think you're on the right track there, or you hit it on the head, which is I don't know what's real. I don't buy pretty much anything that Angela does on screen. Um, she seems like all her tears are crocodile tears. You know, seems like she's kind of faking it. Seems like she's doing everything for, you know, storyline purposes. I don't think we've ever gotten the real Angela I think it was a pointed move to hook up with Nelson as soon as he gets in the house because Nelson is hooked into the other reality shows on this uh, network. Yeah. Um, it was a business move. Um, it, it's bizarre to have Nelson come into the house and then all of a sudden fall for Nelson. It's like, why are you falling for Nelson? Like, this is what I was saying. I may even said this on a past podcast, but it's like, Angela, you've got a lot going on for you. Can't you, like, just date one of those baseball players? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to date Nelson, you know? So... Why fall for him this hard when you know that he's a dog in some ways and he's hooked up with other people that are on this show? And I, uh, unless you're trying to keep it in the universe so that it all makes sense for the next time casting comes calling, you know? And I feel the same way about Nelson. Um, I feel like, um, I just don't buy it. I don't buy any of the antics that you saw from her of the crying and I've been so hurt and how could you hurt me like this? And I asked him every day, did you cheat on me? He said no. And then Nelson being like, I do anything for her. Like I cut this person out and I did this. It's just like, it just seems so fucking fake and weird and wrong. I, I, I just don't buy it. And I think on Nelson's end, Nelson is panicking. Nelson did not get the call for uh, War of the Worlds, right. the challenge. Nelson's been on this show for years now. Yeah. He did not get that call. And it's not like, hey, we're doing a whole brand new cast. No. Hunter got that call. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it was around, you know. Sort How do you know he didn't get the call? I just don't think he did because I think he'd go. He wants to win. But he had legal drama that we know about because he had to leave X on the beach. So maybe there's some sort of stipulation there where he can't leave the country. You know what I mean? It could be. It could be. But even with that, you're always leaving the country. So if he's going to have legal issues and now he's going to be exempt from that. But if he, if he, even if he was given the opportunity and couldn't take it, that's one year you're not on this show where you're not building the storyline where people are going to forget about you. Yeah. Now you have an entire new cast of people who are dynamic, interesting, and have their own storylines being created. Yeah. They're working around you. I think I think Angela the same way. Angela's not on this show. She was on the last one. I'm sure she thought she'd be on every single one. But unfortunately, she didn't make it work that hard on the challenge when she was on when she was on final uh, whatever. I thought she did a good job yeah. of trying to make it work. Yeah, but she hooked didn't. up with Johnny. Yeah, but she didn't. But she didn't. She didn't make it work. She's not on the show. 
So now it's like, uh-oh, that's the bread and butter machine. That's the that's the juggernaut. Yeah. That's how that's the feeder show now for these other things. You're, there's got to be a little bit of panic, and then what do you do? You get your ass on X on the beach, and you get yourself in a MTV profiled relationship, and hope that an exes shows up next season, or you hope that it works out to get on the challenge, to get on one of these other shows. You got to keep treading water. These people don't have college degrees. You got to keep treading water. They don't have college degrees. What does college degrees? I, have and to I'm do assuming, with it? by the way. Um, <laughs> College degrees have something to do with the fact that there's no back. I'm just saying there's no backup plan here. Like talk about being like in show business in a more legitimate a a way. Like maybe you're a writer, maybe you're an actor. Okay. At least that there's more, a little bit more opportunity than being a rea a specific reality show star. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you, you won the lottery stars. and now you're going to win it again, like, and again and again, there's no trade there. Yeah. The trade is, uh, public hookups. And drama on Twitter. So, like, that's how you get your trade better. And so, like, that these are the motions that you have to... And I feel like these two fall so hard into that hole. Yeah. I know everybody else on this show does to an extent. But I did feel like everybody else on the show, except for Farah, had something that they could have done in which, like, okay, that kind of feels genuine. Some of it didn't work out. But this, in particular, feels like a showmance and a business move. Mm. and uh, I just don't buy it, so I'm not invested in it. I'm not mm. invested in it. And Angela seems so, so fake when she cries. It's, I'm sorry. It is like that Kim Kardashian cry when um, Kim, when her wedding got, who did she marry that for, you know, that classic uh, face. I wish you guys could see my face right now. Me too. It just looks fake. I agree with you on that. Um, I do want to talk about before we move on from that. What was the? Did you write down the line that we were laughing at that we had to re, uh, that Nelson said? Oh no! Oh yeah, where he's like, he's like, uh, when 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 Justina and Romeo are putting Nelson on, you know, the hot seat. Like, okay. and this is what happened, by the way. What Nick is talking about is like apparently they were on vacation, and Angela started getting DMs from this girl saying like we've we've shared Nelson or something. And then I had a I had a physical relationship with Nelson up uh, leading up to the show. I guess he's with you now. Yeah, and then Nelson being like, "That's not true," and it's like I can't tell if she's saying that he cheated on her. I didn't even understand this whole thing. Like, she's upset that he didn't tell her about this girl. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But Nelson's like, "Yeah, well." I didn't know we were going to hook up and I came into the house single and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, he's just basically now trying to clear his name, trying to prove that he uh, is, is, is his heart belongs to Angela. And they cut to Nelson like, Nelson, do you want to explain yourself? Do you want to say anything? And he goes, I know that it does. It seems quite soon. But I'd like I would like to move to the East Coast and like it yeah. he has this whole thing. But his uh, it seems quite soon. Yeah, was just so funny coming from Nelson. Such a Nelsonism. Uh, it seems Nelson. quite soon. But I'd like to move to the East Coast. Yeah. And anyway, so I mean, we can move on from this point. But uh, I, I was expecting, I was hoping that I could get a little bit more genuine stuff out of the Norris Didi Nelson stuff, and that just went away. Yeah. Anyway. That brings us to um, the Didi, Norris, Maya, Malcolm stuff, which was really sort of the the last part of part two of this reunion. 
And I think that the big takeaway from this is that Malcolm's wearing a funny outfit. And um, <laughs> his pocket says, life is the art of drawing without an eraser. Malcolm is trying to paint himself as like a deep brooding character. And it's not really working for me. Basically, after the show wrapped up, um, he moved in with Maya. And then things started to kind of fall apart with Maya. He was cheating on her with some porn star. And now he's not talking. Now Nurice and Deandra... Um, are not talking to him anymore because they got together with Maya and talked to her and now they're not they're they're no longer friends with Malcolm. The real winner in all of this, I think, is the Nerese Deandra friendship because that is the only relationship that survived this house. Uh, I mean it was a long one, folks. I don't really have anything to say about this one. Yeah, honestly. we can we can move on from that. I, I think Maya's beautiful and she deserves better than Malcolm. I think Maya got a bad rap um this season. She did not she was not a fan favorite because yeah. she came after DeAndra and it it her edit made her look pretty vindictive and people didn't like her. But she to me seems like she's she's being herself I do feel a genuine vibe from her I do feel she was hurt by Malcolm and Malcolm just seems like you know a fuck boy I don't know what Malcolm's deal is listen I saw him in staring relevant he's putting on a whole show here I mean he walked into that house being like who am I gonna fuck right now and I'm like whoa Malcolm and then seeing him on this show being like I'm just I'm a caring guy you know yeah like, okay, you're doing some sort of spin. Folks, that is all we're going to say about the X on the Beach thing. Let's move on to Temptation Island because uh, we got a list of uh, points that we should address. Um, so uh, take it away, Ashley. The first point is, um, and these are listener questions. So if you would like to send us questions, you can uh, email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com or um, DM us on Twitter at realityblowspod. First question. Um, do we think, where do we think the show goes from here? Um, do you think they'll be able to do this for seasons on end? This is a good question because part of the magic of season one of Tim, Tim, excuse me, part of the magic of the season one reboot of Temptation Island is that these couples feel authentic. And I think as the show gets more popular and people see this as a vehicle to get on other shows, because I have already seen talk on the Temptation Island Reddit of people being like, who would you want to see on the challenge? As people start to see this as a feeder show to reality shows, I think we will get less authentic, less genuine couples. So will they be able to maintain this for seasons to come I am not sure part of the beauty of this was the feeling of it being real relationships yes I think they will you think they'll be yep. able to do this yes, for seasons to come yep 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 and why is that um because of the way that they cast these things they are going to go through a ton of people and they'll find some people that really want to be on the show or at least make it seem like they are and it's only the first season they can do it at least for a couple more seasons there's a lot of couples out there in the world do you think they will be able to oh i'm asking the same question again why would people want to go on this show um it seems like to be on tv uh, mostly uh secondly to hook up with other people who's different than their um boyfriend or girlfriend do you believe any of this stuff where the couples are like we're going to go on this show to test our relationship i believed it with a couple of the couples in the first season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you believe it with Javon and Shari? 
Because like he had cheated on her early in the relationship. Uh, and... No, I didn't believe that they were going to hook up with anybody really. No, no, no. I mean, do you like they're saying we're going on this show like Casey and Evan, for example, we're going on this show to test our relationship. Like, do you believe that motive? No, I, I, I believe their motive for that. I believe Casey's motive for that. Yeah, especially. But everybody else, I kind of feel like we're like this is kind of interesting. Like, I guess we could use some help and then did not realize what they were stepping into. Yeah. Which is what really made the first season so good, which was that moment of realization of like, oh, fuck, like, I may actually just be cheating on my girlfriend (laughs) here. Like, I did not expect that to happen. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to cheat on my boyfriend and now we're not going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, you saw the realization hit all of the parties that were involved in that sort of thing, like, one by one. And that was... That was pretty awesome. I wonder how. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's why the first season's so magical because I feel like, you know, if you were cast on the first season of the reboot, you let's say you never watched the original Temptation Island or you went back and you watched it. However, you um, absorb that first initiation of Temptation Island. The producers are surely telling you it's going to be different. You know, like there's no nothing, there's no drawing board to reference. Like if you watch the old Temptation Island and you're like, oh, fuck, all these couples get broken up. But then you're talking to a producer and they're like, well, this is the reboot. We're doing it differently this time. We're working on, you know, real love and keeping finding your true soulmate, you know? Yeah, I I don't really recall the first uh, version of the show, so I don't know if it was exactly the same, but you know, I think when you get on one of these shows, you kind of start drinking the Kool-Aid as well. And yeah. you're only they keep you segregated from society. So you're only talking to people who are either on the show or people who are producing the show. And they're going to make you feel like you're, you know, they're, they're gaslighting you in a way. They're letting you think that you're doing something that is helping yourself, but really you're hurting yourself. And therein lies the magic. Yeah. Well, this person points out, uh, Madeline points out that like she doesn't think that the next season is going to be as authentic. And I agree with that because it is you you are coming you're you're coming onto this show sort of in the dark, you know, and like in hopes of being the next Javen and Shari um, thinking they won't self-destruct, even though that's likely the result, as she says, I, I feel like most of the people who might be like that. On the first season, Casey and Evan are going to watch Casey and Evan and then say, fuck, we can't go on this show. Look how quickly these people break, you know? It is true. I, I just think there's s- such a large pool they're pulling from that you'll find what they- they'll find what they need. Look at all of the rest of the fucking reality shows. I just don't want it to turn into X on the Beach. Yeah, but Temptation what about Are You Island the One? seems pure. You know what I mean? Are You the One has been okay. Like, hey, I-, I just feel like X on the Beach is like... Those are other reality show stars. That's the issue with there. They have they're drawing upon storylines of other shows. These are brand new people. They'll maintain it. It'll be okay, and they'll make it better. They're gonna work some kinks out. Mm. Different things are gonna happen. They're gonna have a twist here and there to make it more exciting. 
let's have faith in it. Let's move on from the line of questioning of whether or not this is going to be a good next season. Okay, we that's get, it. Those oh, are all the questions. Oh, well, then there you go. Yeah. Folks, that was the show. Thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor. Scroll down to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app on our page. Rate us five stars. Give us a nice little review. That helps us out a bunch, and we thank you for it. Um, if you want to ask us questions just like we just answered, go ahead and email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. You can just DM us or follow us on Twitter at realityblowspod. If you want to follow Ashton on Twitter, Twitter, you can find her at Ashley B. Roberts. If you want to find me, well, find me on Instagram by uh, searching my name, Nick Maritato. That's N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. We will be out uh, at the end of this week, around Thursday. We will have our uh, recap of the uh, new episode of the Challenge War of the World. So make sure that you're checking those out if you're a fan of the challenge, or even if you're not, check, what, you got to see what all the hubbub's about. And as always, let me just say, uh, you know, uh, DVD commentaries forever. And bring an extra outfit to the reunion so you're not both wearing the same outfit. Bye. Adios.